This podcast is presented by Herrick and Hart SC. The materials presented are for general information, education, and entertainment purposes only and should not be constituted as formal legal advice or a formation of an attorney-client relationship. You should not rely on this information or its applicability to any specific circumstance without speaking with an attorney. Should you be seeking legal advice, please contact our office at 715-832-3491 or visit oclairelaw.com. Welcome to Law Talk, presented by Herrick and Hart. I'm Scott, joined by Jay, Stephanie, and Kevin. The first episode of this podcast series, and on this debut episode, we're going to get to know a little more about the team here at Herrick and Hart, as well as preview what to expect on this series over the next several months. And I know this group, once we get them going, is going to be uh, talking a lot, and we got a lot of fun stuff to cover over the next uh, several months, but a chance for us to get to know who these people actually are. So everybody, how's it going? Who's excited? Well, we're all excited. It's Friday. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, at the time of the recording, it is a, it is a Friday, so uh, it, it's easy to, to make sure everybody's nice and loose on a day uh, like this. And, and I guess we'll ask right away this. Why do a podcast? What made you guys want to do something like this to begin with? Well, reason we picked up a uh, a podcast, Scott, was we wanted to be able to explain to people in the audience really who we are, what we do, and how a lawyer can help. And with this podcast, we'll probably take up, you know, not only national events, local events, um, current events that are in the news regarding law. We'll talk about new um, aspects of the law, and many times when you talk about something in the law. A concept um, somebody will have it apply to their life or their situation and then pick up the phone contact a lawyer uh, many times people make up the law in their own life or think something is the way it's going to be a lot of times it's not so um, the law is complex um, there's a lot of rules that apply at one time and unless you're doing it every day like we do, sometimes it's tough to figure out. And, Kevin, a chance for us also to break down the stigma of who lawyers are, right? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> We're not just robots here, you know, so. Yeah. Well, with, with, that, with that in mind, I think a good opportunity here, and I guess uh, we'll start off with Kevin. Who are you? You know, uh, Tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the Eau Claire area, um, but went to Altoona High School. Um, after I went to high school here, went to UW-Eau Claire, then went to Marquette Law School and figured I didn't necessarily want to stay in the big city, so wanted to come back to hometown and practice around here. So, For that, what, what's your area of focus? So I am the newest lawyer here, so I kind of get a little bit of everything that nobody wants. <laughs> so um, I do a lot of civil litigation stuff um, and just sort of dabble also into the criminal stuff as well. Now, what got you into to being a lawyer? Were you somebody when you were six or seven, walked around in a suit in a brief, briefcase and dreamed of this? Or what was that moment that sort of flipped the switch and you said, I want to do this? Uh, so when I was in college, um, I went to school to actually, I was thinking I was going to be a doctor, uh, but did not like uh, the biology, the science stuff. So I, I took a political science class where, 
we went to go see a court proceeding and uh, it really kind of is something that kind of turned me on to the whole profession, you know, fighting for people's rights in court. Um, thought it was something that I would be good at and something that I really wanted to do. How many of your friends still think it's like television? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yep, it's definitely not. Uh, it, it's not as scripted as as uh, as it would seem in in the television. So, <laughs> hey, St Stephanie, as we we move to you there, how much do you still have to explain to people that it's the, the job isn't quite what they might see in television and movies? There might still be the occasional moment, but it's. It's not quite the, uh, the trial law all the time that they all think it, it, it is. Oh, definitely. You know, people think back to Perry Mason and, oh, that big reveal moment where you find some smoking gun at the last minute that no one ever knew about or, or found before then. And that's just not the way it is. It's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of thought. And it's a lot of um, sort of things that maybe aren't so glamorous, but also give us a privilege of helping people in their day-to-day -day lives with just common things, you know, wills, real estate matters, business things, things like that. And uh, what's, what's your backstory? <laughs> well, unlike Kevin, it didn't take me until college to know that I wanted to be a lawyer. I'm one of those um, weird people that knew when I was probably in elementary school. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Um, back in the 70s, during Saturday morning cartoons, they used to have Schoolhouse Rock. And there were two Schoolhouse Rocks that stand out in my mind. One where they had the little dancing paper that was going to become a bill. And they talked about laws and the legal process. And then there was another one that talked about due process. And in that one, they kind of had this scenario about, oh, if you're in school and you're like, you come out of the bathroom and the bathroom was vandalized and a teacher comes and says, you did it, you know, you have due process rights. You should be able to explain your side of the story. You should be able to know what they know. And I thought, gosh, that's a great concept. And so sort of from that point on, it was just something that interested me. And next thing you know, here I am. <laughs> and, and now that you're, you're, you're in it, because a lot of people dream of being in something we heard it from from kevin too they they even get to college and they think that this is what they want to do but ultimately it's not what they like so what is it about this that has kept you in the career for so long that you like what has validated those those childhood images if you will sure probably two things one is um i'm a little bit of a research geek and one of my areas of law is appellate practice so I get to sort of research cases and put together the pieces of a puzzle to try to make arguments for the Court of Appeals as to sort of what happened in a trial court case and, you know, then advocate for a client as to, you know, whether the decision was right or the decision was wrong and kind of like to just piece that all together. So it's very interesting. It's continuing to study the law in that respect. The other thing that keeps me excited or that I really like is the other part of my practice, which is sort of that day-to-day -day contact with clients, doing estate planning, doing real estate, doing things like that, where you really get to see that you're making a difference, helping people out, just getting you know tasks done in their daily lives. And we hear a little bit about what uh, Stephanie handles. Uh, Jay, what, what's your area of focus here at the office? Um, my focus in my practice is probably about 80 to 85% personal injury cases and the other 15% probably being criminal defense cases. So the cases that I have, the end of them or a conclusion to them can always be a jury trial. And I've tried over 80 cases to verdict. Um, I've done this for 27 years. Uh, in 
you know, an era where we don't try as many jury trials is what uh, the old timers would tell you that they did. You know, I still end up in trial uh, quite a lot more than anybody else does. So that's what I would tell you there is what I do. And as far as the personal injury practice, we do everything from um, what we car wrecks to medical malpractice to products liability. We do take on very advanced, what I would say, uh, personal injury cases here. Uh, personal injury cases that other firms, even the ones that advertise with billboards, aren't willing to take on. So, you know, we, we're willing to dive in and take on the tough cases. You mentioned you, you've done a number of uh, jury trials, and that's, again, what people, when they envision in their head of what you guys do, they, again, picture the, 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 the movies and the television shows and all that, but it's real life. That being said, you're, you're, I, 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 I always want to know this, because everybody's job has an element of having to wait on somebody else's decision. So you've tried a case, you've presented a great argument, you feel good about yourself, but do you have any good luck charms or, or things you, you say to yourself as they're about to read a verdict? Uh, you just hope you did the best you can. It's almost like a little bit like a, a roulette wheel. You know, you do the thinking before they go out to debate, but um, once a jury is even out debating, in your first few cases you realize this, is that the jury can come back with questions during um, their deliberations. They could come back and say that they're deadlocked. And if you have a judge um, who maybe isn't that experienced or hasn't been up there on the bench that long, um, they may not quite know how to react and what to do. So you got to be able to at least explain to them the, the options they have at that point and, and take them through it. But just because a jury goes out, you got to remember you have to stay on your toes. You, you wait for them to come back. But even when they come back, sometimes you're not done either, even in court. Uh, there's instances where, like in a criminal case, you have the jury polled. Or if it comes back against your client, you can ask the judge to ask each juror individually, is this your verdict? And sometimes, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes they change your mind. And then everybody's like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, even when they're out um, uh, and, you know, the waiting, yeah, it's part of it. But a lot of times you're so tired at that point, it's almost like you want it to be done or want a decision because you've worked on cases for years at that point too. So the last thing you want to do sometimes is start over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Jay, what is it about this? And as you're talking, by the way, you got a, a smile on your face. Yeah. This clearly is something you, you love and you have a passion about uh, doing because it is a, a high-pressure situation to be in. So what is it about the industry, about the job that has has made you stick with it for all these years? Oh, sticking with it. I enjoy, like, the uh, the competition, um, the advocacy, the helping people. Um, you know, the, the people we speak for, a lot of times other people won't speak for them. Uh, so if we're not here, you know, people can get uh, kind of trampled and run over. Um, we have to be their advocate, their voice. Um, be willing to stand up for them. Each individual has their rights. And a law office and a courtroom is where we can assert those rights and, and stand up for just, uh, you know, somebody who other than that, you know, would have to, uh, you know, be pushed around. So that's what we do. Yeah. 
We got it from uh, these two here, but uh, Jay, what, what's your background? What led you into this? Oh, I'm originally from uh, River Falls, Wisconsin, graduate of that uh, high school, was a member of a uh, conference championship golf team in 1988, went on to St. Thomas, the University of South Dakota, uh, came back after that, well, actually was a clerk for a federal judge for one year in Sioux Falls, and then back down to Durand for six years, and then up to Eau Claire after that. So um, that's my story of how I, I landed here. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is one for everybody, and, and we'll no doubt dive into some of these things individually in some future episodes. Uh, this is sort of the, uh, we're looking at the menu uh, today. But one of the things I think that is a cool inside thing to get to know from you guys is is working with clients. What's it like to work with clients? Many of them come in, uh, no doubt they are they're probably at wit's end because they they are a hundred percent. They know they are right and very well they could be right, and they are looking for somebody to go to bat for them. Some are probably easier to handle than others, like any other type of customer service job, if you will. But what's it like to work with clients and develop that relationship? Because this isn't necessarily like serving up somebody a hamburger where it's a turn and burn. You're going to be talking to this person over days, weeks, months, maybe even years. Well, speaking for myself, um, the key to working with clients is building a trusting relationship with them. And that means that you know, you don't just tell them necessarily what they want to hear all the time. You have to be able to tell them that, you know, you think you have the greatest case in the world. When they come in here, there's no way that they're that they're wrong or they're going to lose. Or, But it's about being able to be honest with them about, you know, the difficulties, the good things that are going for them, and being able to set realistic expectations for, for their issues. Um, and I find that if you're if you do that, um, they trust you a lot more um, and it's easier to work with them and uh, get them the results, uh, the best results that you can for them. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say that, you know, it's just really a privilege to work with clients and to get them to come in and trust us, like Kevin said, through building that relationship. And it's just, you know, a lot of listening and a lot of communication. And it just really goes away. It goes a long way in developing a really strong relationship where they can be honest with us about their case and we can be honest with them about our analysis of it and hopefully together work to get a good result for them. And I, going back to the areas I practice, the personal injury and criminal defense, usually if you're meeting with me, you're either hurt pretty bad or you're in a pretty big jam. So, you know, when you talk about the clients, those are the, the first things that I think of is they're here because um, they don't know what else to do and they need to be helped. And as a lawyer, we take them through a difficult and complex you know, legal process, then I move them through. And like Kevin said, you have to set realistic expectations. And you also have to set, uh, tell them the time frames are a lot longer than what people expect. Uh, the wheels of justice turn slowly but surely. Yep. And I would think, too, that uh, in any type of job has an element of, of pressure to it. You know, again, we go back to the person that's serving up hamburgers. You want to make sure you're serving up the person something that's, that's healthy. It's not going to get them sick and that they're going to enjoy. But this job, I think, does take on a, an added sense of, of pressure because uh, you've got to do right 
by the client. Do you do you feel a sense of pressure too as you're talking to this person eye to eye, and sometimes their families with them to give them the best? Is there that added element of pressure, or is that something that as you get deeper and deeper into this industry, yeah, the pressure is there, but it's something you relish. I, I, in some ways, I think we're so under so much pressure, we don't know we're under pressure. You know, <laughs> it, it, and that's what the best I can tell is. Um, but sometimes the pressure for us might be deadlines, getting things done. Um, you do the best you can with what you got, um, and. And then it's on to the next case sometimes too. So yeah, I would say it's it sounds like, and I've gotten a little sense of this from from all of you guys that maybe one of the hardest parts of this, whether it's for the client or even for you, is there's a lot of hurrying to wait, isn't there? You you gotta <laughs> there's the, the wheels of justice, as you said, but work slowly. There there there's there's case schedules, there's all of that, but there's. It's not something that's taken care of in three days, correct? Uh, with probably a few exceptions. I'd, I'd say that's real fair. And Scott, like you asked us, you know, do our friends and family still think it's like a lawyer TV show? Well, you know, a lot of clients come in and think it's like a lawyer TV show. And, you know, part of our job is to say, you know, hey, how it happens on TV isn't really how it happens in the real world with regard to the court process. And so, you know, then, like Kevin said, setting those realistic, realistic expectations, explaining the process to them and really helping them through it so they understand it. We're really there to go through it together with them. What are some? Obviously, of course, you gotta you gotta keep some of the uh, the names out and all of that. But anybody have any cases or clients they remember? Well, I know you probably remember an awful lot, but any highlights that you can really think of? Whether it's that first case you remember or that first jury trial you remember, but some sort of memory that always seems to be your go-to story for people. Well, I think the most memorable thing for a newer lawyer is to go to your first trial and win. So that would that that would be mine. So I mean, it was it was a small claims case. So in small claims court, that means the damages are under ten thousand bucks, and they were fighting over this random little boat. Um, so being able to you know uh, take something like that on a small case that you know a, a more experienced lawyer wouldn't take on, but getting the evidence, getting the witnesses, and going in front of the judge the first time is probably the most nerve-wracking thing. But then once you uh, get the result you want, it's the most uh, rewarding. So you're, you're you're out of you're out of the courthouse, so you you, you no longer have to worry about decorum, if you will. You're around your friends. How'd you how'd you celebrate? Oh, <laughs> had to go and have a beer after that for sure. <laughs> So that's how we celebrated for sure. <laughs> how about you, Jay? Oh, I've got so many memories on on that. I I, I have trouble just you know picking out one. Um, but usually, I you know we don't say a whole lot about it, and I always try to leave work at work type thing. So um, you know, if you talk to my kids, they wouldn't know any of my clients' names or anything about what I do every day. Sometimes they just know I'm a lawyer. So, um, but picking out one memory would be just too hard. I've, I've got so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Jay. I mean, I've been doing this since 1991, so 30 some years. And, you know, there's been a lot of, lot of good cases and a lot of wild cases. But boy, picking out one that would be a great memory, that'd be pretty tough. Yeah. How has the field changed in the last 20, 30 years? 
Oh, on that one, that the internet has made a big difference, um, no doubt, because um, I can think of one specific area, like if you were in medical malpractice, where somebody would say, well, you need to go to a medical library, you know, the nearest would be like Madison or up in the cities to look up, you know, something on how to do uh, uh, an anterior fusion, okay, um, where now the entire library is right up in my office on the internet. That's one thing. Um, and doing different types of cases where the information's available to us uh, on the internet is the hugest difference of all. Plus, the electronic now is the filing, no longer paper. We don't have the stacks like we used to. That'd be another difference. And then having access to the court files through circuit court access is another amazing thing where when I first started to find out if somebody had a criminal record, we basically had to call DA's offices or clerk court's offices around here and ask. Where now with a touch of a finger, it all pops up statewide. So uh, those are just a few of the changes, but th those are really big changes. And the chat GPT is coming, but I don't, I don't think it's going to have the impact that people think it will on our business I just from what I've seen so far and I've been into it since it came out so and I would say that um, another thing that's changed is that the, is the clients the clients come in a little bit more knowledgeable in part because of as Jay pointed out the internet you know they kind of do their own homework before they come in um, they come in and they they kind of know what they want or they have questions so you're not necessarily starting from scratch so you can kind of hit the ground running with some people a little bit uh, more quickly and you can kind of get to the point of what they want and, and get to help them a little bit better because they're able to be more educated and I think this this is this is kind of a fun thing here. Like a there there's some industries where somebody's the only one in town, and in this industry, there's obviously a number of lawyers in, in the whole whole region. Is there kind of an unspoken respect amongst everybody in town? You walk you're, you're walking downtown, you see somebody, you sort of give the little head nod, like I respect you, and I respect you, and all that. It, it, it's got to be kind of a fun level of competition amongst all of the groups in town and all the groups you, you encounter across the uh, across the state. Some you probably like more than others, like anybody else, but that unspoken respect amongst all of the, the law firms. Well, I think of that, it's got a little bit, what I'd say to people is you know, we, we play baseball, we play every day, you know, where, you know, you, you play today and, you, and then you play tomorrow. Um, and also, too, if you, you know, think of baseball type thing where they, you know, you're drafted and they tell you, well, don't really think of yourself as playing for the Brewers. You play for the league, you know, because you could be somewhere else, you know, moving around, like earned a certain level. It's not quite that way in the legal field um, because each lawyer has their level of competence and um, they kind of do their, their own thing that they get good at. But, uh, yeah, we have to respect and get along with each other in order to get anything done. And same with the judges, too. You know, you have to uh, respect the court system and respect their decisions and be willing to, you know, work with their calendars and clocks or otherwise nothing will get done. Yep. You know, one of the things that I found interesting when I, being a newer lawyer, coming into the practice was it seems like there's a lot of lawyers in town, but really the legal community's pretty small. So you get to really know all the lawyers and develop the necessary working relationships that you need to be able to 
get things done for your clients. Like we can go into court and really argue about things. Um, but there has to be a level of respect where you're able to communicate with the other side and be able to come up with some sort of deal. Um, because court, you kind of want it to be the last option if, if, if need be. So, <laughs> with with all that said, as we, we wind it down here, I, I think I'll go back to to Jay here. As as we have these coming episodes and over the next several weeks and months, what are some things people can expect? I think we covered uh, sort of the, the the upper crust on a number of topics here today, and no doubt we'll be diving deeper into some of these things and and some more specific. Uh, case situations and all of that in the coming months oh i think you know we'll have um if uh, people want a, a question you know answered um they could go to our website and you know put something in there and we could do our best to um you know generally come up with an idea um of uh you know the legal concepts and principles involved but then probably usually the end of the question is going to be answered with you know contact a lawyer um, that's usually it. And that's probably one of the, the things we want to focus on here is um, make sure that people know some concepts, rules out there, and then have enough information that they know that they need to contact somebody or call somebody. Um, and like I said, for the future, we can go into uh, new cases, uh, current events legally um, that are happening you know, in the news. Um, we'll discuss, you know, principles of the law and different things and how they might apply to your day-to-day -day life. Outstanding. Anything else anybody wants to add today? You get to meet one of our other lawyers, too, that wasn't able to oh. be here. So that, that'll be a good thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> oh, so they, they missed out on yeah. the, uh, the, the, the initial grilling, if you will. Exactly, right? yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could always have one episode just for that. Right, right exactly. Yep. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Law Talk presented by Herrick and Hart.